What a day. Wednesday, 20th of January, 2021, Presidential Inauguration Day. I can't believe what we've seen in America over these past few months, ladies and gents. Donald J. Trump, against all the odds, has managed to beat Joseph Biden to the presidency and retain his office. Jason, wow. I am still in just wow. It is a remarkable day, uh, Clay. The country is more divided than ever. Uh, people are excited. People are sad. We've also learned recently in the past couple of hours that uh, presidential hopeful uh, Joseph R. Biden has gotten an aneurysm, and we wish him a speedy recovery, and we wish and send our prayers to both Jill and Tara. The president looks really good today, doesn't he? He's looking marvelous. I, One thing about Donald Trump, once he's won something, he just looks so calm, so casual. He's up there. He comes out in a pinstripe black tuxedo, looking like one of the true mobsters of the Prohibition era. But he's not that. He's our president. He's our leader. You can really see that he cares about the American people. You can tell by those pearly whites, too. Mm, it's the veneers, yeah. I heard that uh, the presidential dentist last week got those imported in from yeah, Vietnam. Oh. As we know, Vietnam did a much better job of coronavirus than America, but that's besides the point. The real point is Donald J. Trump has won. He, against all the odds, against all the polls, all the people, all of the progressives, coronavirus said no, but Trump said yes. Speaking of Donald Trump, we're now going to go to him live. Let's watch it, Clay. For the inauguration and the oath of office. Mr. President, do you swear to faithfully execute the office of the President of the United States? I do. And do you swear to uphold the Constitution? I shall. Whoa, whoa. Mr. President, just what? one second. There's something. What's going on? Something happening behind what? you. What? 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 Get off me! Get Get I'm back. Bernard Sanders, your 46th president, is not going down without a fight. I shall take this office and become your leader. I had the office stolen from me by Obama, by Biden, by Pete Buttigieg, and Amy Klobuchar on Bloody Monday, March 2nd. I shall not forget, and we did not forget. My armies are now outside D.C., I have tens of thousands of young people with ear piercings and crazy haircuts. They occupied Portland. They trekked across this country in the opposite of the Trail of Tears, a retribution for our nation. We shall get Medicare for all. We shall get a $15 minimum wage, and we shall end the wars. God damn it, America! Take me! <laughs> Man. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Party Roulette. My name is Felix Fiasi. <laughs> Well, you're right. That one was better on the on the third try. <laughs> Crazy haircuts. Sorry, one take, one take. <laughs> Shouldn't have studied humanities, man. You should have studied acting. Should have done some drama. I had enough drama in my, in, in my personal life, so that's fine. <laughs> Shout out to my exes for that one. <laughs> How you doing today, bud? Doing well, doing well. Uh, a little bit tired, but uh, overall pretty good. How are you? I'd say the same, a little bit tired. Actually, I'm not that tired because I slept for like 12 hours last night. The night before, I only slept for like four hours. Why'd you sleep so late? I was up late preparing a proposal. Proposal? Proposal. 
mind uh, showing a little bit? It's for this little project called uh, Nunia. Nunia Business. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Serve that one up. You, you beat me. That uh, one up. Yeah, yeah. You were so close to asking Nunia. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. That would have been a real beta move right there for sure. Oh, would it? You'd have to leave, mate. Yeah, Get yeah. off my fucking show. <laughs> so, uh, Felix, who are you, a, though, man? My name's Felix, and your name is Elmer. Yeah. Elmer, what? Hochland. Hochland. Trying to keep that identity uh, clean right now, but exactly, you don't want to divulge too much. A little too late. A little too late. Um, how are you feeling about this election, man? Pretty good. So this part, we're currently recording this on Saturday, the thirty first. Happy Halloween, by the way. Happy full moon. Um, but this podcast is coming out on Tuesday, which is election day. Um, so you might be listening to this in eager anticipation of the results. I'm feeling alright about it. I'm feeling quite ambivalent, honestly. Um, there was a while where right after Bernie got fucked out of the uh, nomination, where I was really angry at Joe Biden and I hated him and I still do hate him. But a lot of the stuff that Trump's done recently, especially the debate, um, some of the stuff he was saying and how he's kind of quite clearly indicated, I mentioned this in the last podcast as well, but how he's very clearly indicated that he's not necessarily gonna like step down willingly, that there's a chance that he just doesn't do that. Um, I think that is, is, crazy like him saying those few sentences making those indications we haven't seen a president do that ever like of course there have been times but like not that i know of not in the last like 60 years or something the u.s not accepting the results of elections i'm pretty sure it's a historical yeah thing. and that is like no precedent the history of democracy in america is something which i think is absolutely incredible and that above all other things in my opinion needs to be needs to be protected and it's but, so, but like putting all the politics aside, I think that is something which we can all agree on is just not acceptable. Yeah, so uh, your vote would have gone for Biden uh, hearing those words. If I had a, um, if I had a vote, if I was a citizen, if I was in a safe state, I think I wouldn't have voted. If I was in a swing state, I think I probably would have voted for Biden. Yeah, honestly. yeah. fair call, fair call. If I was in Pennsylvania, I yeah, I'd probably vote yeah, for Biden. Pennsylvania is crazy right mm-hmm. now, man. It's it's. I think yeah. the election is going to come down to Pennsylvania. Yeah, honestly. I'm pretty sure. But the thing is, I. I made a bet with James, a friend. I said, you know, if Joe Biden does not win Florida, I bet $50 that uh, <laughs> Trump's going to win for sure. So I still think, yeah, you know, like... Because Florida yeah. has, what, 29 delegates? 29, yeah. Like yeah, those. and that's yeah. like... He needs those fucking delegates. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, a huge for sure, chunk. For sure, for sure. Yeah, but I, I think yeah. he will, though. I mean, we discussed this a little bit, but the state of Florida right now is just... I think... Trump is probably going to lose because there's a lot of older white people who might have voted for him in 2016, might have swung. But now they've all just been so economically hit by coronavirus. And it's only Florida where that old white population is actually relatively wealthy. And the base there, the Republican base, won't have been as heavily affected by coronavirus as the Republican bases in other states. Yeah, I mean, Florida is also becoming, (coughs) you know, slightly more blue, it seems. I think there's more people moving in. Yeah, so I think it's the same thing with your parents, right? I mean, people are moving towards Florida. It's a vacation spot where people get yeah. their houses. And when they get older, they register their homes there. And there are movements from people from particularly upstate that go to Florida. So if you look at the three counties at the south tip of Florida, they're all blue, right? So there's a couple of counties, mm-hmm. I believe, in the north of Florida that make or break the difference between the vote going but to Trump or Biden. that's interesting one because there's, there's this whole, like, demographic in florida of snowbirds they call them of people who are like old northerners from america and they go down like my parents have a house there and they sell they rent out their house for like four months a year 
normally from like December or November until March. And they get like yeah. a good amount of money off that. And that's like, it goes in an instant, yep. you know? Mm -hmm. So I think those people, it actually depends because most of them will be Democrats and all of them are going to vote because they're old. So that's a big question of do these snowbirds vote in their home state up yeah. north or do they vote in Florida? Because a lot of them will be there by yeah. now. Yeah. Like it's, it's nearly November. Yeah, I do think that that will make somewhat of a difference, uh, especially because the, I mean, the, the thing that makes me super skeptical is if you look at these polls, right, they're so in the favor of Biden. There's a couple of things where it's like, I could not see something favorably going towards Michigan for Biden. I could not see Biden doing really, like the idea that Trump, that Texas will go blue just seems so... Texas ain't going blue. Texas it's not, not going, going blue. It's, it's not going blue. Man. Definitely not. I mean, the thing is that you had... An interesting one is the governorship race like two years ago with Ted Cruz versus Better O'Stork. Um, better, better on my stork, as uh, as Carl Kalinske likes to call him. <laughs> better on my stork. Ted Cruz wiped um, him. Man, yeah, wiped him. But like, Better run a really good campaign. There was a, there was a big youth movement behind him. And Ted Cruz is one of the most unlikable politicians in the whole country. Yes. And nobody yeah. in Texas fucking likes him. But they all still vote. Man, I don't okay, think people okay. like him. I think he's like, he's one of those guys who you will vote for in the same way that Democrats are voting for Biden now. Okay. You know, and they had a decent alternative in Beto, but they still voted for Ted Cruz because it's a Republican state. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, nobody you know? likes it. It's the same thing with Mike Lee from Utah. They hate mm. them too. They're, they're really close, uh, close friends. Yeah. So um, what do you think will happen if... Uh, my prediction, which, uh, man, my prediction, honestly, is um, on election night, Trump's going to win. I think so too. And I think a week later, the mail-in votes are going to come in and Biden will win. The blue wave. The blue wave. Because the, as we've said before, um, Republicans are, twi are half as likely to vote by mail as Democrats. And now that you have, what, 20%, 30% of the country voting by mail, that's 10% of the country or 10% of the Democratic vote is going to come in a week later. That's just guaranteed. It'll probably be more like 5% a Republican vote. And I think it will be that small of a margin. You know, it's, it's because of how the ele Electoral College works it comes down to a few hundred thousand votes yes. in a few states, which is pretty fucking stupid, but that's the way it is. Um, I, I don't like it. Are you a fan yeah. of it? I, I think the Electoral College is a very needed really? thing. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm very surprised that you say that, man. I'm a but like, states' it's just, rights uh, it's kind just, of guy. I guess, but I think at this point, like, you know, I would have agreed with you, like a hundred, but even, even then, I think a lot of these things come back to like these states' rights arguments or the founding fathers' arguments, but that, like... Most of the people at the convention, at like when they were writing the Constitution, most of them didn't support this. They just did it as like a necessary compromise because that was what was needed at that point. Necessary compromise between what? To keep these states together so they wouldn't get yes. conquered, so they'd actually be one unified state. Yeah. Or one unified republic. That's that what it was compared to. It's a republic. It's, it's like, it doesn't mean anything, yeah, but, you know? But that does show that, that the United States, of course, has a lot of flaws but it should be recognized that the system is built for gridlock for a reason. I mean, the tensions that exist between smaller states when you had 13 colonies or 13 former colonies still exist today where you still see tensions between yeah, smaller man, states like, and it's, larger it's, states. It's, it's about the, like, that does still exist. The tension still exists, but it's about the geopolitical reality of the fact that a state, like, okay, the argument would be, all right, unless we give Wyoming, which has a population of 300K, unless we give them three electoral college votes, then what? Wyoming is going to secede. Wyoming's not going to secede. Like that, that's that's the that's the only no. But that's yeah, but like, that's a bit. But like right now, yeah. man, like a, a vote 
in Wyoming is worth four times as much as a vote in California. That's just that's like yes. that's a fact. Yeah, that, but that's also me, the case for Vermont. You yeah, know, but like that doesn't make it okay. Hampshire. That doesn't make it okay. Yeah, but in my the opinion. thing is the proportional representation. So it's it's proportional representation based off of the state, right? So the reason Wyoming gets three, they should actually tend, I think, have one electoral, but you get two because you get the senator number as well. Um, but the entire reason is that you do want to create greater cohesion between a number of states. Sure, maybe if Wyoming gets electoral vote, but if you had all the red states suddenly that do make a difference, suddenly not being accounted for all, that does have a problem, right? These are a number of different institutional mechanisms that add up to try and create a more functioning federal government. But this is like, this is this is part of my thing right now. Like, go for it. You know that like I fucking love America. Like I think I consider myself part American. I love American history. I think that America gets way too much flack, especially in Europe. But there is something deeply, deeply wrong in America at this point in time, especially in the politics. And I think this is one of the things which is actually causing it to be polarized, causing it to be corrupt. And I think like there, there's a few ways in which like fundamental ways I think you could fix America and make sure it doesn't actually Go fall apart over the next 100 years. Electoral college, gone. Money Keep out going. of politics, having Wolfpack, get that the fuck out of there. And Medicare for all. I'd say these three things like you implement these, you'll just see so many other societal ills in America just fall away. Yeah, so I, I disagree a bit. Um, I think that there are, I definitely agree that there are historical... We can agree on yeah. money out of politics, right? Yeah, well, the money out well, of politics... <laughs> see, my boy Mitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, money out of politics is a, is a tricky situation because even if you have, for instance, individual donors only allowing to donate 1,000, for instance, you have problems with... I think this was the issue when McCain ran as well, where, you know, you can donate a thousand, but then you can also donate according to what your friend would like. So someone, you know, a husband will go and he'll say, rich guy, say, I'll donate a thousand to your cause, but I'm also donating an extra a thousand, but that's for my wife. And then uh, what you have is you have institutional systems where the business CEO will go, I'm donating 1000, but I'm also donating 20,000 on behalf of my employees, you know, like, mm. and those things are pretty scummy and, and they happen a lot. And no one's denying that, special interests to some extent need to be uh, healed a bit. That being said, I do think that there has been for a very long time a tension between the federal government's powers and state powers. That has been an issue in the United States forever. And the Electoral College is a necessary byproduct of that. And I find that actually more concerning. The the overall, the very large, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but Chuck Schumer appointing two extra states, court packing, that goes directly against the federal system that the United States has built up, which is very fragile. Why would you say that, like, creating two new states, so D.C. and Puerto Rico, why do you think that is a bad thing? So I think Puerto Rico has somewhat of an argument, um, but the problem is, is then the entire purpose of the Senate, which is one of the reasons why you also have six-year terms and you also have proportional representation, is that not only is it supposed to be a safeguard... But you don't yeah. have proportional representation. You, no, you, you don't have, have proportion. You yeah, don't have it. You okay. don't. Not only is that made for making sure that states are equally represented, so you create less antagonisms between them, which was a very big concern at the time and still is a concern, but it's also to create a lawmaking body that is innocent from the whims of the people. That being said, not completely. It's six years. They can still be elected. But that's why you have something like a judiciary that's elected for life. Right? They do not make their judgments based off what the majority but, wants. But this, like, you have six-year terms in the Senate, and 
just as easily as you could say, like, I think with the courts, for example, yeah, that is why you have lifetime appointments and that keeps them not subject to, to party politics or at least less so than other politicians. But I think when you're a senator, it's it's a much different purpose than being a judge. Like when you're a judge, it's your job to protect the laws, to uphold them, to interpret them and to implement them. Whereas when like when you're when you're a legislator, when you're in Congress, it's your job to represent the people and make laws in accordance with their wishes. And you saying like, oh, it's just the whims of the people. Like, I, I don't see it as the whims. But it's I not see completely. it as like I see it mm-hmm. as the will. And I think part of the problem nowadays is is the fact that senators just don't really give a shit about what the people actually want. And I think like you can make the argument, okay, there is a balance to be made, like between just going blindly with what the people want, such as something like Brexit. And then acting in a way which is for the good of the people, but I don't think you have that in America. But it's—I mean—you could still argue that short-term versus long-term interests is still technically in the good of the interest if you promote individual rights. But that's the, of course, Senate still has to appoint to the people. But the argument is was that you'd make a like the argument as well as the tension between senators and reps is that senators are more nuanced. They're less, you know, like. The less over the place, it's a slower lawmaking body. It takes its time. It's a bit more nuanced. It's, it's kind of the original purpose of it. And the concern, again, going back to Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C., if you if you try to step over that gridlock and you try to push things through just by adding two states, which is adding four senators, which has big implications. I don't think Washington, D.C. should have two. That's like crazy representation. Uh, at that point, right— you're it's not crazy representation, though. Washington, D.C. getting two senators. Bro, D.C. has a population of, like, three million people. Yeah, it's a lot. No, but but it's still like, not like that would put it, like, tenth in population. No. Of course, man. Yeah, Rhode Island, Vermont, New Hampshire, Wyoming, Idaho, Alaska, um, but, Hawaii, okay, wait, so even, yeah. maybe, all have yeah. a lower population. Mm-hmm. So it's not, like, yeah, but crazy the, at okay, all. Okay, but at that point as well, right, you could do those kind of border redrawings on a lot of cases, right? So you could do other like, territories. But even, but even the D.C. metropolitan area is... Okay, yeah, but like, like but, the, but the reason they made this argument isn't because like of population or whatever. It's because D.C. doesn't have a classification right now legally. It's like in this really weird gray area where it's not under federal jurisdiction. So then the mayor has an insane amount of power in D.C., but then also not because he can get overridden by like Senate directly. Like, I think it's controlled by the Senate directly. DC. That was always no, the so idea. they do have a Congress member that kind of represents them in the yeah, House. This of is what I mean, man. Like it, it, it yeah. needs to be formalized. Like the, mm-hmm. with something like this, where it's in a gray area, and I think DC has suffered a lot as a city as a result of it. It's just you need to have it as a state. It's it no, can't get incorporated like it's, into any. Other, it's its own thing. It needs to, like within the American system, it needs to be its own state. It can't just exist in a gray area. But it's. There's a also reason why it's a, it's a city state, right? At, at that point, you know, there's never been appointment for you know, an individual yeah, city. In the same case of Puerto Rico, I mean, these like it's just it has but like massive it implications. Not really, because like okay, say some some hypothetical alternate history timeline where Providence becomes a mega city, yeah. Then Rhode Island would effectively have been a city state. Like I think Rhode yeah, Island, yeah, that, even that like, was the Rhode, yeah. Rhode Island, even in terms of like surface area is is a bit yes like a yeah, tiny yeah. bit more than what dc would be so is there someone at the door i think so yeah hello hello, hello? oh is it it's loaded it's true, yeah okay sorry man yeah yes. oh, we'll leave now okay yeah yeah all right well i guess that's the end of our podcast let's uh, wrap this up real quick <laughs> elmer um i wanted to discuss briefly 
why you decided to vote for Joe Biden. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm for the union. That's, uh, that's the end goal. And I think uh, uh, when it comes to, of course, I want to preserve individual liberties. That's why I voted for a Republican congresswoman. Did you? But I, uh, no, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't. Kidding. That's it's a scandal. Yeah, 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 yeah. You heard it here first. Oh, my uh, God. Somebody on Uber Radio voted Republican. That's mad. Yeah, uh, but I vote for Biden for the... Uh, <laughs> That's the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. We can have a longer discussion to that because I do need a nuance. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's the whole episode. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a great title. <laughs> Elma votes Republican. <laughs> I could do that for this one. That would cause a fucking shit storm. <laughs> <laughs> what, he voted for Trump? What? What? <laughs> All right, this has been Party Roulette with Felix Fiasi. And in this episode, Elma Hochland. Let's wrap it up. We'll see you, uh, see you guys next time. Peace.